Hello all and welcome to today's episode of the Made For More podcast. Today's episode is, uh, of course, in celebration of International Women's Day 2022 and a time of recording. It is actually International Women's Day right now. So I thought I would jump in and uh, just share a little bit around uh, what we do here at Made For More on uh, break breaking the bias as is the theme for 2022's International Women's Day, but also just uh, provide a few tips on how you can also break the bias uh, for all women, not just our, not just on International Women's Day, but each and every day of the year. Uh, and as you're listening to this, uh, what I would really like you to think about is this is not just a women's problem. This is not just a one day of the week, uh, sorry, one day of the year problem. This is something that we need to be addressing as human beings, uh, as a collective uh, group of leaders throughout the world who are trying to improve the life of all people. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while, then you know that I am deeply passionate around uh, increasing the collective experience of leaders and as that tends to filter down to teams and families uh, around the world, not just in the workplace as well. So I wanted to start off today by saying, uh, as many of you know, I am the mother of four brilliant young boys, uh, age under eight, so four under eight, which is absolutely nuts. But something that's become really clear to me, uh, particularly over probably the last five to six years, so when I've gone from one to two to three kids, is I guess the burden and the responsibility that I have to not only uh, raise kind and gentle little boys, but also the impact that I can have and the influence that uh, my husband and I can have to make sure that we are teaching them the best that we possibly can to grow into kind, caring, considerate and bias-free uh, young men should they ever leave the nest. And for right now, they're way too long way too young for me to want to do that. Uh, but something that I, I notice, and this is sort of day, day in and day out, is how different each of my boys are treated. And uh, to give you some context, one of my boys wore a tutu to, to school, to kindy, right up until age five, until he was told at school that boys don't do that type of thing. And uh, if you've been listening for a while, you'll know that I have a background in dance, specifically in ballet. So when he started wearing a tutu, I didn't think anything of it. You know, he'll he'll grow out of it. He'll love it. Either way, he's going to be very comfortable in his own skin. So he wore um, actually a selection of tutus on high rotation for a number of years and absolutely loved it until he was told that that's not air quotes, the way that little boys dress. So that's when I really started to recognize that in fact, this, this gender stereotyping and this bias really is well and truly alive still um, in this day and age. The second uh, thing that I notice more and more, um, probably in regards to stereotyping uh, gender roles, is uh, one of my children has gorgeous long blonde hair. It is lush. It is flowing. He loves it. When he runs fast, it flows behind his um, shoulders and he thinks it's the best thing ever. But how often he gets told or called a little girl, and even if he's not being called a little girl, he gets treated differently by people who assume that because he has long hair, that he is a girl when he gets told that his outfit's really pretty or that he's got a pretty smile, whereas my boys don't get that at all. And I think it's really interesting 
witnessing this as a parent who's tried to I guess uh, share with the share with my kids both sides that you know it's okay you can be a boy and have long hair you can be a boy and wear a tutu every day of the week if you want heck why not it's really interesting how young our children are conditioned to um, to fit in to a particular stereotype or a particular bias that suits what people feel most comfortable with um and it, and it is it's really interesting to to see that so I'm sure you've probably seen that as well but something that my kids are going well why do they think that and I'm like well you know that that's how they've been brought up and that's what they've been conditioned to to think and that's what people think is the right way again air quotes is the right way to behave or um you know what is socially acceptable and today's topic or I guess this year's theme for International Women's Day is all around um, breaking break the bias hashtag break the bias but I really wanted to have a little bit of a chat around what bias is because it's one of those things um, that you, to be able to recognize that you have bias uh, you need to know that you have bias otherwise you think that your way is really the only way so it's kind of like being in your own uh, echo chamber of sorts if you think about it that way but we've got a, a different um, variety of bias that people tend to not flock towards but by the time we've got you know bias we've got uh, discrimination we've got prejudice all of them sort of fit under the same umbrella which is essentially um, either going towards something or going away for something so you're either for it or you're against it, which is a very black and white way of thinking and a very black and white way and simplistic way of explaining um, a much bigger issue. So when we talk about, or I guess when International Women's Day gets the hype that it does and people are like, you know, do we still need feminism? And uh, why do we still need to have International Women's Day? And it's because these things still exist. And a classic example of this is even the language that we use um, with each other in public. I know uh, I certainly have a lot of conversations about this with my friends. And as some of, as some of you may know, my husband and I are very much 50-50. We both work um, full-time. We both care for our kids uh, full-time. So, you know, half each or, you know, we cross over sometimes like, like ships in the night. Uh, and we both share housework as well because at some stage, and I think this is part of uh, feminism being in my, my DNA, thanks, Mum, for championing uh, STEM and science uh, back in the early early 80s when it was, you know, not really very heard of. So she's always been, yes, women can do, can do anything. Uh, and also thanks to my dad. So I grew up on a farm and he taught me everything that I could possibly need to know uh, as a young girl who lived on a farm without, without falling into that traditional boy versus girl, uh, you know, job. So to give you an example, I was I learned how to weld when I was about nine years old, uh, which is a skill that I no longer need these days. I haven't had to weld for a very long time. But uh, I know back then when I was nine, it was really unheard of to let a girl have a turn of that. So, um, you know, massive thank you to my dad who didn't really care um, about what gender I was, only that he needed to teach me to weld. Anyway, back to examples of, of today and um, of more recent times. So my husband and I, we share a lot of things. Uh, we actually used to work in the same workplace for a, a long time. And even though 
it is 50-50 because, you know, they're his kids too. It's his his mess as well in our house. Um, it is very much a shared journey for the both of us, but it's interesting uh, for people outside of our relationship and outside of our family who will frequently ask me, oh, you know, where are the kids if they're not with me? But very rarely when my husband goes out, does he get asked where the kids are because it's assumed that they're with me. And uh, if I go out of an evening when the kids are normally in bed, it'll be, oh, is your husband babysitting? And I think, no, (laughs) he's not babysitting. He's parenting, uh, for goodness sakes, which is what I'm doing. But he has never been asked ever in his entire life if I'm babysitting the kids when they're not with him and isn't it interesting that this is just such a normal way of thinking and I've been guilty of it as well you know I've thought this in the past if I've caught up with someone I'm like oh where are the kids are they not necessarily being babysat but are they with someone besides uh, their father you know because it's our automatic and our conditioned way of thinking Uh, I haven't actually ever said it out loud it's crossed my mind and then I've caught myself and said hey Ali stop that that's not what you want to what you want to be thinking that doesn't align with um, you know with supporting equal equal rights and, and equality as well so what I'd really like you to think about and challenge yourself with as well and it's interesting how easily we can slip into this habit or um, or this norm of going, oh, you know, who's babysitting or, um, you know, who's, who's going to have the day off when the kids are sick. And I know certainly when Alex and I were working together is, you know, for a little while there, we were sitting quite close and childcare would just always call me um, whenever there was someone sick, as opposed to my husband, who was literally doing the same type of work in the same office, the same distance away from childcare. And it wasn't until we mentioned to childcare about just alternating, you know, hey, can you call me one time? Can you call him the next time? Can you call me the next time? After that, that they were like, oh, we've never really had that, um, that situation where we've called the dad, it's always the mum. And I think this, again, is one of those, those stereotypes or the bias that, that we tend to have unconsciously. Uh, to, so to be able to break, break the bias, which is what we're talking about today, is we actually need to be aware of what the bias is that we're, we're conforming to or that we're, we're actually um, being biased about. So I think some of the things to think about is um, I like to call subbing it out. So if you've ever been standing at the supermarket checkout and they've got the magazines on the end of the, you know, where the lollies are and whatnot, and there's the magazines there. If you have a look at the the women's magazines, it'll be like, you know, get the booty so that he lusts after you and um, lose five kilos to look great. And it's all of these uh, things that probably aren't necessarily around body positivity and then if you have a look at the men's covers of magazines it's you know build muscle improve your speed uh anything that's very much I guess that I want to say toxic masculinity but anything that's kind of uh, associated with that masculine uh masculine energy around uh muscle and and speed and and being an alpha alpha type so when it comes to breaking the bias what I'd like you to do next time you're at the supermarket and you're just waiting there waiting your turn is actually think about if we swapped the gendered part of those covers so say um you know we had a men's magazine and we're like you know go on this five-day diet to increase your booty size if that sounds stupid then that is a bias that we have been conditioned to think is okay. So we, when we're talking about subbing it out, go. if I was going to ask the opposite gender this, would it be weird 
if the answer is yes, then stop stop doing it because um, you're not helping the cause. Uh, another thing to think about, and this is more for my leaders in the in the corporate world, is actually speaking to the women and saying, you know, how are your experiences? What are you experiencing? What are the obstacles? Uh, it, and if you're in a position where you can remove some of those obstacles or shine a light on that, do it. Do it because it's the right thing to do. Um, because at the moment, there is still a level of inequality in the workplace. The data itself is, is staggering. And we know that there is um, a disparity in terms of women in leadership positions, uh, in terms of home care responsibilities, and, and heck, even in the last two years, um, the data on the number of women who have left the workplace for home homeschooling and home care is, um, is astounding as well. So this is still a big problem and it is everybody's problem. It doesn't matter how many women we have championing this, it needs to be uh, a collective, a collective movement around uh, equality or rather equity, uh, which is, you know, not everyone's going to be given the same thing at the same time, which is when we're talking about what equality is, is everyone gets the same. Because sometimes, you know, if you've got a short person and a tall person and you're both trying to look over the same fence, the tall person can see over the same, over the fence. But the smaller person, the shorter person, they would need a little step to see over the fence. Now, if we're talking about equality, that means giving both people the exact same step. But if the tall person doesn't need it, then why are we giving it to them if it's going to help the shorter person see over the same fence that they're both looking for? I have an image. I'll have an image in the show notes to go with that because uh, it's a really interesting take on equity and equality because I think we sometimes get the two confused there as well. Uh, another tip around. Um, breaking down the bias is first you need to actually know what your bias is about. So ask people, just say, hey, you know, when I'm talking about X, Y, and Z, do I have a particular bias about that? Also recognizing bias in others, particularly around um, media, around news outlets, you know, what is it that, what are they trying to sell? What are they trying to say? What is the perspective uh, that's being pushed? What is the biased view on that type of thing? Uh, tune in to some of the challenges that women face in work and in um, society. You know, Bell Hooks has got an amazing array. Well, everything she's written is amazing. Um, but dive into some of her work, which is incredible. Uh, you can keep following, um, you know, on today on social media, today on LinkedIn, you know, there is an absolute plethora of experts who are trying to really bridge that gap and not even I think bridge is even the wrong wrong phrase because it means we're going from one to the other whereas I think we need to think about like meshing it together um, rather than building a bridge which which implies there's still a gap we just need to remove the gap altogether uh, another thing you can do is actually sponsor women in your workplace so if you're in a position where you can sponsor whether you are a male leader or a female leader uh, sponsoring a woman in the workplace is going to uh, not only help their career obviously but break down any bias that may already exist in the workplace around what is okay and uh, who is it okay to speak to um, what else can we do let me just have a quick think and a quick read through my notes here Ah, yes. So things like, um, and this traditionally falls on women in the workplace, is like the morning tea, for example, or organising the Christmas show or um, any of the admin tasks. So just that kind of that nurturing part 
of culture, making sure that that's not only women. You know, I know um, back when I used to work in my corporate days is everyone would have morning tea, but historically or traditionally women would either go to the shops or bring in a cake and then it was usually them um, left to clean up afterwards as well. So if you are noticing that in your workplace, uh, please say something. And uh, what is another one? Oh, around just around our language and being really clear around what we're we're saying and the words that we're using, whether they are gender neutral or whether we're assuming that someone might be doing something or might be wanting to do something because they are either male um, or female. And of course, today, uh, you know, it's all around creating and building a better world that we don't have bias, we don't have discrimination, uh, our diversity and our uniqueness and our differences are, are celebrated and, and valued in the workplace. And that is so, so important, um, particularly if there is discrimination in the workplace. And I hope for you that there isn't. But if there is and if you are seeing something, you need to be saying something straight away. And I know that that can feel really icky uh, for a number of people, but it's really important that the standard you walk past is the standard that you accept. So if you are not saying something, please lean into that discourage, uh, sorry, not discourage, lean into that courage and uh, lean into that discomfort and actually say something. So we are trying to, as a collective group, create a world that is free of, of bias, of stereotypes, of discrimination, uh, that's diverse, equitable and inclusive and that celebrates all of our differences in all of their glory across all of their spectrums. So a massive shout out to uh, all of the incredible people that are doing this work already. If you uh, don't know, go and do your own research. I'll put a few links in today's show notes for you to have a look at as well. As always, if you've liked this, please share it and I'll catch you soon. Bye for now. Welcome to the Made For More podcast. I'll be sharing my experiences along with some actionable advice to take your leadership to the next level. Introducing your host, it's me, Ali Nitschke. I'm a leadership and courageous conversations expert, a Nutella lover, a mother of four young boys, a wife and a dance floor junkie. I'm here to give you the motivation you need to level up, lead yourself, lead your team and your business. Let's go. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Made for More podcast. So today's episode is in celebration of International Women's Day 2022. And uh, the theme for this year's uh, International Women's Day or IWD2022, as we use the hashtag, is around break the bias. Uh, so today's episode is actually a solo episode and uh, in usual Ali fashion, I... <laughs> did not I did not um, pre-prepare or uh, have any scripting for this as well. So you can kind of see my thought patterns go here, there and everywhere. But I hope that you enjoy this episode. This is my take on uh, the importance of all people, all leaders, whether you're female, whether you're male, participating in breaking the bias and recognizing the bias as well, whether it's in your families, whether it's in your workplace, perhaps it's in your community, schools, your government, uh, sporting club, for example, in all areas, in all aspects, uh, this is a people problem. And if you are a people 
then you need to be contributing to uh, elevating the thinking and elevating the human experience for everyone as well. As always, if you liked it, please uh, share it on socials. That helps us get found. Uh, also, you may not be aware, but we're actually number five in the uh, leadership category within Australia, which is pretty awesome. Would love to get to number one. Uh, so if you are in a position where you are listening to this, please share it on your socials, get a few other people involved in the Made For More podcast. And uh, let's uh, dump, jump into today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode on the Made For More podcast, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes. And of course, five-star reviews are always welcome on the Apple podcast. If you'd like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, check out madeformore.com.au forward slash podcast. And of course, if we aren't connected already, you can find me in all the usual places. Ali Nitschke on LinkedIn, Ali.MadeForMore on Facebook and Instagram. I hope you have an awesome week and I'll catch you again soon. Bye-bye.